If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Most people know that a sure sign they can cross the road is the little lit up green man, right? Well, not in Japan. There, you should wait for a green rabbit called Miffy. This bunny is a creation of Dick Bruna, a Dutch author of children's books. How did this rabbit make it to Japan? The answer is simple. It looks very much like the Hello Kitty the Japanese are in love with. Ever tried those amazing head massagers that are said to reduce stress and rid you of headaches? Cool, huh? But in Japan, you can get a lazy and much more creative alternative to this advice. It's electric and looks like a big, multicolored octopus. Wow, give me two. Number 3. You're probably used to sitting on a chair when visiting a bar or a cafe, right? You might ask me, what are you talking about? What else am I supposed to sit on? Well, in Japan cafes, chairs look more like low, comfortable armchairs. And if you try hard enough, you can even lie on one of them. Such pieces of furniture are called izakaya, which is also the name of the informal Japanese pubs where you can find them. In Japan, they grow square watermelons. Nope, it's not a slip of the tongue. That would have been square watermelon. In Kagawa Prefecture, they produce a couple hundred square watermelons a year. These watermelons aren't genetically modified or anything like that. It's just that such a shape makes it easier to deliver the fruit to retailers. Unfortunately, most square watermelons get harvested before they're ripe, and therefore, they're not meant for eating right away. But if you decide to get one, its cost will be impressive – about 15 to 20 bucks. Pringles have been incredibly popular all over the world for decades. However, when you buy Pringles in Japan, you don't get a tube of potato chips, you get noodles. Yep. Pringles is a noodle brand, and the Japanese eat this ramen very often. Usually, a coffee machine is a simple thing. Several buttons for choosing a drink to your liking and standard paper cups. In Japan, however, a coffee machine is so much more. First, there's a service that lets you order your coffee in a special app and pick it up in the most conveniently located store at a particular time. But on top of that, you get your drink not in a plastic or paper cup, but in a bottle that can be customized with the help of multicolored tags. In Japan, traditional homes are very minimalistic. In the past, they used to have mud or clay walls with paper sliding doors that allow to make one big room out of two smaller ones for special occasions. Today, Japanese mostly live in small apartments, but many prefer to stick to traditions sleeping on the floor on a futon, a simple bed that can be rolled and tucked away when not needed. There's also a great Japanese invention to make you warm and never want to leave home – kotatsu. It's basically a big and wide blanket covering a low table frame, and the table top is laid over it. There's a heat source in the middle, usually electric, and built into the table. This way, you could lie cozily under the blanket and have your tea right in front of you. In Japan, there are generally no names for streets. The whole city is divided into blocks, each with a number. It might seem puzzling at first glance, but it's actually easier to find the block you're looking for. The same system exists in Korea. If you're in Japan, 
and some mysterious man in a uniform starts stuffing you and everyone else into the train, don't worry, it's totally normal. And this guy's just doing his job. He's the stuffer, and you're the stuffy. If you ever go on a first date in Japan or Korea, don't be surprised if the person across the table asks, what's your blood type? They believe blood type and personality are directly connected, so they have no problem asking somebody about it. You can even buy products specifically for your type, and dating someone with a compatible blood type is preferred. Hey, don't be negative, it's what they do. All Japanese high-speed trains have an automatic emergency brake system that comes into action in case of an earthquake. Picture this, at the first signs of an earthquake, the central control system, which connects all the trains all over the country, freezes every single one in its tracks. In Japan, there's a profession that probably doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. That's the pusher. No, this person doesn't push the train to help it speed up. Pushers, also called attendants, help passengers get into crowded rail cars. Wow, what a job! The world's busiest train station is Shinjuku, which has more than 3.6 million visitors. Not a month or a week, a day! This place is a baffling maze of underground tunnels, where even the most seasoned locals regularly get lost. In 2016, the East Japan Railway designed a new single-purpose app that can help passengers get around Shinjuku Station. The longest train that runs upside down is also in Japan. To see this wonder, you have to travel an hour outside of Tokyo, where you'll find yourself in a beachy prefecture called Chiba. The Chiba monorail system has a weird retro-futuristic look. The train itself hangs from the rails and travels along the 9.4-mile-long track. It makes the Chiba monorail the longest suspended rail system on the planet. Japanese people are really, really fond of their trains. Do you want proof? How about this? There is so much train fandom in the country that train lovers separate into numerous groups, from those whose hobby is to walk around train stations to those who can't live without train lunchboxes. A lot of apartment buildings in Tokyo have a strict no-pet policy. But that's not a problem now that their furry friends can live at the workplace full-time. And for those who already have a cat or two at home, they're also allowed to bring their pets to work. Hey, it's kind of a win-win for both humans and their new feline co-workers. Oh, and of course, the company too, since happy employees mean better output. So I guess it's a win-win-win? <laughs> the workers love the policy, and some have even adopted more than one rescue kitty. These furry friends now roam around in a safe environment where they're loved and cared for every day. And how can you be stressed with so much cuteness going on? Now, don't worry, dog lovers. There are companies that have an open-door policy for pooches, too. Some major online retailers like Amazon and Etsy are among the businesses that allow their employees to bring their dogs to work. It has to be easier to get work done with your best bud sleeping by your side. And lunch breaks can also be used for playtime. Again, it totally works out for everybody. Dogs are more than happy to spend the whole day with their favorite human, getting lots of belly rubs. Employees are happier and less stressed out, meaning they're more productive. So basically, business is good when there are pets in the office. Water-saving sinks They're located right over the toilet tanks. The idea is simple. First, you wash your hands over the sink, then the sink water goes straight into the toilet tank, and finally, you flush the toilet when you've done your business. 
So you save water by using it twice. Aren't you glad they don't do it the other way? Strange mayo. No, Japanese mayo doesn't have any special recipe or ingredient. But they don't eat it with salads, meat, or sandwiches. In Japan, people usually use it as a topping for ice cream or on pancakes. Mmm, a chocolate sundae with mayo. Haha, <laughs> nothing better. Naps at work. In Japanese culture, dozing off at the workplace or in a murray is considered a sign of being a hard-working person who is very committed to their job. That's why in a murray is so common, and no one thinks it's a bad thing. Some people even fake it. World's shortest escalator. You can find it in the basement of Moore's department store, which is located in the city of Kawasaki. The escalator has only 5 steps and is only 33 inches tall. Well, that's one small step for a man. Okay. Canned food restaurant. Eating canned food may not sound like a delicious treat for you, but there's a whole chain of restaurants all over the country where they serve only canned food. They're pretty popular since clients can choose from 300 varieties of food from all across the world. Doll Village The village of Nagoro used to have a population of 300 people, but less than 40 residents live there now. A local artist, Tsukumi Ayano, made over 300 life-size dolls, most of which look like former residents, and they're located in various states of action. For example, there's a whole classroom of them in the village school that was closed a while ago. No fours. It's common for Japanese culture to avoid the number four, because it's considered to be very unlucky. That's why some buildings don't have a fourth floor, stores don't sell a set of cutlery for four, and the number of guests to some event can't be four. Blue traffic light. They use a blue color instead of green for traffic lights. The reason for that hides in their language. Historically, there was only one word for both colors. When traffic lights first appeared in the country, they were as green as anywhere else. But that green color was still called blue. To make things right, the government decided to use the bluest shade of green possible. Okay? Cleaning classes. Japanese kids learn how to clean in many schools because it's a part of their education. They mop their classrooms and hallways, do dusting, and even clean the bathrooms. Teachers believe it's a great way to raise responsible citizens. Foot bath train. Take the Tsudoi tourist train to get the most comfortable sightseeing experience. This train has foot baths built of aromatic cypress wood and filled with warm spring water that can soothe the pain in your joints. So, you can soak your feet and enjoy beautiful views at the same time while traveling from Nagoya to Yonoyama Onsen. What is considered polite in Japan may sometimes surprise foreigners, though. For example, slurping your noodles with gusto is a way to show your appreciation to the cook. So, don't restrain yourself. <sighs> Avoid walking down the street with your food, however. It's not exactly rude today, but it's still not very classy. Don't be surprised when you see the Japanese standing right at the spot where they bought some treat and eating it. They just don't want to walk with it. It's also considered impolite to talk on your phone in a confined public space, such as public transport. Great idea! Shall I repeat that one? <laughs> there, you're expected to put your phone in your bag or pocket, turn off the sound, and only answer it if it's urgent. And even then, 
you should keep your voice down. You don't want dirty looks from the locals, do you? Well, you'll probably find it next to impossible to talk on the phone on a subway train in Japan anyways. This is especially true for Tokyo, where there are special people called pushers on many stations. They do exactly what their name implies – pushing people into the train cars. Try pulling out your phone when you're pinned to the wall. Back to work issues. If you ever find yourself in a Japanese restaurant, don't even think about tipping your waiter. It's considered rude, and the reason is simple. They do their job and they do it well because it's an honor. If you give them a tip, you offend them by assuming they do it for extra cash. You sporting tattoos? Then Japanese public baths are off-limits for you, sorry. Tattoos are considered ugly and associated with Yakuza or organized Japanese criminal gangs, so no one will allow you entry to a public bath without them at least covered. Recently though, this has changed in many baths, because Japan is trying to be more open to tourists. Slippers are a real thing in all Japanese homes and in many establishments. When entering someone's home, you'll be offered a pair, so make sure you always take your shoes off. If no slippers are offered, you should still leave your shoes outside. Cleanliness is a virtue, you know. Make sure you wear socks without any holes. Toilets in Japan, like their gadgets, are technologically advanced and user-friendly. Even the simpler ones still have built-in sinks on the tank and heated seats. Some public restrooms use a system that shows you which stalls are vacant or occupied. And the most high-tech super toilets are like a Swiss army knife, with all kinds of buttons that raise or lower the seat, play some white noise background music, and, of course, send a spray of water to clean the user up. Oh, and they've been using these things for over 35 years, so yeah. Each year, the Japanese village of Inkadate transforms rice paddy fields into large-scale works of art. Known as Tanbo art, this tradition started in 1993 with the purpose of reviving the region's dwindling economy. It became and remains a huge success, with hundreds of thousands of spectators visiting the place to personally witness these incredible masterpieces. They have a different theme each year, like Japanese folklore, anime, and iconic figures from movies, all made in exquisite detail using 10 colorful strains of rice plant varieties. The Japanese love everything that's cute, or kawaii as they call it, like cats and anime characters with their large, adorable eyes. As for their pooches, the latest craze in Japan is to groom their dogs into perfectly trimmed cubes. It isn't just in Japan, but it's neighboring countries as well. The Japanese must have a thing for cubes, since they also do it to their favorite summer fruit, watermelons. In Japan, they take cultivating melons pretty seriously. You won't only see pricey cube-shaped watermelons, but also ones in a heart and pyramid shape. There are even human-faced watermelons complete with eyes, a nose, and a mouth. As for one of Japan's most iconic characters, Hello Kitty even has her face on a melon. To top it off, these Hello Kitty branded melons are priced at $69. A hundred years ago, Japan was a traditional agricultural country. Nothing like how we know it now. No robots, mm-mm. How did it manage to become the most technology-savvy country with a developed economy and one of the highest living standards? Well, one of the reasons is the high financial competence of the Japanese themselves. 
they're experts in personal finance. They use Kakebo, which means they don't buy that third handbag in two months and manage to save up to 35% of their income. Sound good? Then be ready to take notes. Kakebo translates to household account book. It's a notebook where you write down your income and expenses. Long before any financial apps or digital tables appeared, the Japanese had this system of writing up a budget. And it keeps working today. The idea of this saving tool is to track how much you earned and spend in detail. Its final goal is to increase your savings. Look simple? <laughs> it is. No apps, no technology, no tricky calculations. That's the point. You rule out everything that's not necessary and focus on your habits and decisions. This is how Fumiko Chiba, the author of the book Kakebo, The Japanese Art of Budgeting Saving Money, explains the efficiency of the method. Kakebo appeared in 1904 and grew popular thanks to the first woman journalist in Japan, Hani Motoko, who sold it to a wide audience. Chiba says that even though Japan is still a traditional country in many ways, Kakebo gave women freedom and control over financial decisions. Dozens of books, magazines, and articles devoted to Kakebo are published in the country every year. Kakebo fans know that reasonable budgeting helps you save money. Instead of thinking about things that you can't afford, you switch your attention to what's important and what you can spend your money on. Kakebo is based on four main questions. 1. How much money do you have? 2. How much would you like to save? 3. How much do you spend? 4. How can you make things better? To draw up a Kakebo-style budget, you'll need two notebooks, a big one and a small one. You can buy special Kakebo journals, but any kind will work. You use the big one to write down your income and plan expenses and savings. As for the small one, you'll be carrying it around with you to record all the expenses in real time, so you don't forget a single cent.